0: Good morning, good morning. As I woke up this morning, God was saying, come on. And I'm like, where are we going? And God said to new places. I want to take you into new territory. I want to surround you with my love. I want to surround you with my glory even more. Come with me. And all I kept thinking about as I got up this morning is how Holy Spirit used me to share some personal things I shared with you guys yesterday evening. And I said, God, I didn't want to say anything. Some things I'd just rather leave with you. And God said the healing would never take place unless you admit it. And receive the healing from it by letting it out. No one gets healed by keeping things within. I say, can we just act like this never happened? <laughs> I receive it. I'm healed. Can we move forward as if it never happened? God said healed. Healed. And I say because I spent yesterday evening carrying conversations with people that I had no idea was on the same boat as I was. And what I mean by on the same boat was going through similar things as I did. And sometimes when you think that you're going through the worst That your storm is the worst. That your testimony is wow. Everyone's testimony is wow. It's powerful. Because the enemy is trying to destroy you. And rob you from everything that God has given you. And you're still here today because you're determined to never allow him to keep. Or to have what belongs to you. So you take back. And I thought my situation was like wow. Wow. Until I heard another testimony, I was like, what? (laughs) How are you still standing here? (laughs) Just when you think that your testimony is... And you hear somebody else's and you're like, what? You've been through that? But it brings me to the point that I made yesterday... A lot of the things that we experience, the tragedies and storms and mountains, is because we created that type of atmosphere. God didn't, his desire wasn't for you to go through that. His desire was for us to remain with him. So when you walk out of him, things like that will happen. We can't say it was God's plan. Now, God's word will come to pass when you seek God, when you go to God concerning anything that you are experiencing. He's going to step in when you allow him to and allow that situation to work out for your good, which is your now testimony, because you have overcome by your faith in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You never know what a person is going through. That's why it's so important to intercede for them all. And I thank God for your life and your testimony. And you still here persevering. You enduring all the negativity that came your way from the enemy. Last night, I experienced a lot of angelic and heavenly encounters. It's like everyone in the kingdom wanted to hug me last night. Wanted to lay with me in my bed and just sleep and hold me. I can see the angels standing right over me. They don't stand over me that much. They are with me, but last night they were right in my face. Standing, hovering over me. And every time I zone out in prayer, I'll see God and I see Christ standing there, hovering over me too. And I'm like, you guys were never like hovering over me before like this. They say, once you receive healing, we stamp it with favor. We stamp it with grace. We stamp it with more of an open invitation. To receive all that we have for you. And right now we want to release love upon you. Our heart towards you. For heaven loves you. We are all here. That's what God was letting me know last night. We are all here. And just me thinking about that little small piece of my testimony... I can imagine the people other people who experienced things worse than I did longer than I did. Hallelujah. So this morning I want us to continue to intercede Because you have a neighbor on your left and your right who needs their intercession. I'm not a person to want people to feel sorry for me. That's why most of the things I've been through, I didn't say anything. Because I'm not looking for your tears. I'm not looking for your sympathy or your empathy. I know I'm going through a storm. I know it doesn't feel good to be in a storm. But what's most important, I had no idea I was creating my own storm. I had no idea. had no idea I was creating my own forecast. I was building my own mountains and casting them down as I'm building it over again. Because of my decision making. You see how important it is to remain in God? Because as you remain in God you're simply following His decisions over your life. His will. His way. I don't think I ever and ever will encounter a person out of the will of God and say they are indeed satisfied. It's impossible. Because the satisfaction comes from God. I had no idea I needed healing in that area. Because I'm a person, it goes with my anointing. Called to release God's word and God's affection and God's truth and prophecies over people, especially in the body of Christ. So that means if you're carrying that anointing, that means you stay in the face of God. God draws you to him all the time. You live there. But I can tell when God has a specific message for his people, because I lose the appetite, things begin to happen in the spiritual realm that I'm I became familiar with. If something happens over and over, you begin to sit back and you begin to observe and you begin to meditate about it. And during the observation, you're taking notes. And I notice when I lose the appetite suddenly, God's about to release something tangibly. And I notice when God put his love so heavy in my heart towards humanity and the children of God. You see I said "and" Because there is a separation. There is a group who believe. And who is walking. And there is a group who have not yet received the invitation. That makes a difference. So upon that group. Who haven't yet received the invitation. God also gave me a word to impart in them. And that that just. In a nutshell. It puts me in a place where I stay open unto God. If you see anything. If you see anything, being mature enough to want the conviction to be converted just to be more effective to those who you're speaking to. Because you care more about being right before them than people walking around here living one kind of lifestyle and still thinking they can release a message and they need to the heal and receive the message themselves first. Hallelujah. But God said, I want this to bother you. And I had no idea it took up that much space inside of me. Had no idea it was even there. But I knew that I never admitted and I never talked about it. My heart did to God. And he saw that. He heard that. He was there when it happened. So he wanted to address the situation. And he waited till last night to do so. See, if you yield yourself over to God, you will allow God to be who he is all the time. See, now I observe God. I know how my father is regarding me and his relationship. When he comes to me and has some of these special encounters, like he put that ring on my finger and he kneeled on one knee before me and looked at me eye to eye, grabbed my hand, began to rub my hands all over his face. I knew right there something was about to happen. Because he touches your heart before he has you exposed. Because he don't want you to think that he's condemning you. He's reminding you I am good. And I said, oh boy, what you about to say? And it brings me back to a time when I was 25. And Christ, we were dancing in my living room. And Christ all of a sudden just stopped and gently walked away and sat on my couch. And I watched him as he walked off, like, why you walk off? And then as he sat there, he just looked at me with no expression on his face. And I said, I know he's about to say something. Because you stopped dancing, your whole mood changed, and you sat down. And he didn't say anything. All he did was show me his hands and the two nails that were drawn in his, I mean, the, the two holes in his hands from the nails that was drawn in his hands. And I realized from that moment forward, I said, no, I don't want to see anymore. And I realized I was still angry about the crucifixion and the betrayal. I was angry. And he took me back to that conversation I had when I was 13 years old. I said, I would never forgive those who did that to you. Never. I said, I don't care what you say. I don't care what you do. I would never forgive them. And don't let me run across a person who's down in that bloodline. Because it's over for them. And Christ remembered that. I said that at 13. In my window. And I wanted all of heaven to hear me. And I wanted all of hell to hear me. Listen up. Exactly what I was like. Listen up. I don't care what you say God. I don't care what you say Jesus. Or any of you I read about in the Bible. I will never forget those who crucified him. And who wanted him to be crucified. And betrayed him. I grew so angry. Because I grew up. And we all grew up thinking that. To show your love for your family member Is to protect them Especially if someone's bothering them And I saw Jesus as being bothered And he did nothing wrong So I was wishing I came across Somebody's bloodline from generation That was a part of that situation Because I wanted to punch them out Literally Literally Looking for someone To say anything negative about Christ And I was very young Between 12 and 14, I was like, if you show me anybody, God, just show me someone. He never brought no one my path. Because he didn't call me to a prison ministry, hallelujah. No one is called to a prison ministry, say God. I can still use you while you're in prison, say God but I call no one to prison hallelujah so we all can use healing in in every area actually but there's some of us who are needing of healing and we're not aware of it receive the healing You will feel much better. Hallelujah. I just thank God that it's over and I had no idea he was going to do that. I had no idea about any of this and I had no idea I was going to get up and still talk about it. people need to hear who are going through similar situations because no one's going to come out and say I'm being abused and verbal abuse all abuse is there's no better, there's no worse it all is bad and it's all set up to hurt you hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. Even if you're in a friendship or relationship or you're around a family member who always have something negative to say, that's verbal abuse. They're trying to destroy you. Why? Because they're intimidated by your success. They want to hurt your self-esteem and don't be mad because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood I mean flesh and blood so it's not your neighbor. it's the enemy using your neighbor. To cause you to fall, because Satan hates you that much. To look around all day to see what area can he come in to destroy, what can he steal from you, how can he heal your self-esteem, your heart, your confidence. You ever notice when you start walking with God Your life starts changing for the better You start walking different Talking different Acting different You start prospering And you start exceeding And elevating And then there's always a person Or people come around and say Things like You're changing You wasn't like that at first So what do you want me to do? Remain the same? Hallelujah Hallelujah What do you mean? Because you see my life changing for the better. And you see that yours are not. Yours is not. Because you're not open to receive the change. So you want me to stay where you are? Hallelujah. We can't do that. Those feelings does not come from God. God. I didn't expect to get on here this morning because I got on last night. But this is what it looks like to be in the will of God. It's what He wants and when He wanted. Heaven has shown me how much they support me. They all are here. And they're showing me their faces a lot. called on David and Paul a lot. And one thing about David, he wasn't just a natural psalmist. That's a spiritual gift. So imagine, you know, you heard the songs and you read them and you even sung some of his songs. And you heard how he talked to God. Just imagine him in the kingdom. Imagine his gift in the kingdom playing every instrument. And David is very good at playing, especially the harp. And when I got upset one day, David came and sat there, and I saw that harp. And I said, no, not right now, David. (laughs) Not right now, David. Not right now. (laughs) And David said, okay, and I, when I calmed down, I said, David, can you forgive me? I dismissed you because I was angry. And I wanted to entertain my anger because I wanted to be angry. And Holy Spirit said, get back to talking about when Christ showed you the holes in his hands from the nails that was drawn in his hands. And I knew then that I was so angry about the crucifixion. And then he began to show me his back. I don't think it was a smooth piece of flesh on his back. Then he showed me the thorns in his head. Some was broken off in his hair. Hair had blood in it. Bruised eye. Like it was purple. And it was swollen. He couldn't even barely see out of it. His cheek was split. He had some teeth missing. From being struck in the mouth. A lot of things wasn't mentioned in the Bible Due to his crucifixion Because everything wasn't able to be added in At one time Just the important facts Basic information while we're here And I began to see his body And I was like blood all over the place Pieces of flesh on the floor He took me back there And I was like Why you show me this you know And I didn't know Then I realized wait a second I need healing from this. You want to heal me from this. I'm still angry about the crucifixion. I said that at 13. I'm 25. He said, yeah, but you never spoke about it since. And neither did I. Now you more mature enough to handle this situation. This healing process. I wasn't able to fold it up to the surface between the time frame but I am now for now you are rooted and seated by your awareness of being rooted and seated because of Christ so I begin to draw what Christ showed me about everything I drew everything that he showed me about his crucifixion And he said, I would do this over and over and over just for you. I couldn't do nothing but cry from that. And when I was 13, I was angry at God. All this came out that night. I was angry at God because I said, God, you could have wrote it down any way you wanted to. You could do whatever you want. Why did you write it for it to happen that way? Why did you write it? Okay, you was betrayed by Satan. I understand that. But why did you write it as that Christ had to come here and get beaten and hurt like that? Could it have been written a different way? I got angry at God about that at 13. Why did you write it down for him to get beaten, hurt, and betrayed? And he had to come here and and receive that for us. And God came in a situation, God came in a conversation that night, and God said to me, I don't want you to ever forget that Christ is my only begotten Son. I gave up my Son for you. How do you think that made me feel? And I looked and I cried again. (laughs) I said I never considered your thoughts I never considered your feelings Towards you giving your only son Because all I kept hearing is that you just gave Because you so love Yeah I love you that much That I gave My only son Remember everything Is for the glory He had to become What you were In order for you to be free to be who you are now. How can sickness be dealt with if he didn't carry it? How can poverty, all forms of evil, be dealt with if he didn't get stroke for it? And I watched my son go through that for you. And I never saw it the same again. God will go way back to your childhood conversations. Hallelujah. I don't know what's going on, but I feel very strange. <laughs> I feel very strange. And now God is showing me this open Bible, this open book. It looks like the law of Moses. The same book that God given Moses with the Ten Commandments. But this book is different and it has gold edges around each page. And it's placed upon a, a square piece of wood. Flat opened. Laid upon a flat piece of brown cherry oak wood. And it's opened, but it has blank pages. And now the other page is filled with many words. God says today is the day that you make a fresh start. Making a fresh start. It doesn't feel good to go through a storm. It doesn't feel good to go through a trial or tribulation. But it feels good to know that everything worked out for your good. Let's eliminate the trials and tribulations that we create ourselves by just simply following, yielding unto God. I can, f- I can feel the branches. He's showing me branches in the form of my veins in my body. And these branches are fulfilling the veins in my body. And they're growing leaves upon them and on the inside of me. There is a tree growing on the inside of me. And this is no ordinary tree. It's the tree of life that's bearing forth fruit. There is no more forbidden fruit, God says. In the beginning, we were told not to eat from a certain tree. And because of one man, we were made sinners. And because of one man, we were made righteous. And because of his righteousness in our life, there are no more things to be forbidding from us. From God. So he's showing me a paradise within myself. That I'm a partaker thereof. Because what I'm doing Many won't allow God to do But I pray that you do A lot of us have problems And we don't want to admit That we have problems and issues We're pretending like we don't When God sees it all He's the one you're serving So shouldn't it matter what he sees Versus what man see That man see anyhow You're trying to hide from That means you don't have a relationship with God if you're not honest with yourself. Because God is floating those things up to the surface to heal you and you're denying the healing because you don't want to admit. I had no idea that I was still troubled about the abuse I was going through. No idea But God knew And I'm not the person to go around And keep broadcasting that But if I come across a person Who's in a similar situation I will give them my insight About it And however the Holy Spirit want me to see Anything But I'm not the person to go around And just expose all my business I never was like that I always watch what I say. I always watch how I conduct myself. Watch how I present myself all the time. Because I knew I am a leader. And there are people who are following God due to his anointing on my life. So I have to continue to present my life right before God. To be effective for you. So you matter to me that I stop doing things that I know I shouldn't do. Every time that I smoked and drank and party or did things that was not of God, I had you in mind and I kept saying, I'm not going to disappoint you because I value you that much. As a child of God. To stop the foolish ways and put them behind me. Because you are worth having all of me and not some of me. Because you are viable to God. Therefore, you're viable to me because God is viable to me. So whatever issues I had, I allowed God to float them to the surface. I watch everything I do. And I do it in spirit and truth because you matter that much to me. Every time I went backwards to something that I was forgiving from, I had you in mind and I felt like I let you all down. And when God told me to testify as I was experiencing a divorce in this marriage that I was in, I felt like I let you all down, which I was embarrassed at first to say anything. Because I felt like you guys deserve better than that. You deserve more than me keep messing up. You are too important to me for me to keep continuing on like that. And God said, because you have a heart of a servant, you serve. You serve people. Even those who couldn't stand you, you still serve. And he's saying this right now. And now I'm seeing what he meant. And I'm seeing those days that actually it happened. People that are disrespecting me even on a job or whatever. Do things spiteful. Just I was tested so much for in my love walk. The enemy used people so much to test my love walk. Let's see. She's so happy. She's so jolly, so patient. Let's see if we keep doing this. Let's see how it is for her to exercise out of that. And I saw it happening before it happened. The Holy Spirit already me before what they were doing. So i will come to work and I'll make something for them or buy them something or treat them to lunch. Or I'll give up my lunch break so they can have a longer one. And it was like, man, they kept scratching their heads. What can we do? It's not working. We want her to crack. She's not cracking. And what does that look like? People at home strategizing, but singing lovely gospel songs, but they're strategizing on ways to cause a brother or a sister to fall. Come on. And I'm aware of what they're doing. My heart was troubled for them to even think like that, but I was equipped. I said, okay, let me go do something nice. What can I do nice for them, God? I began to give compliments to them, to the supervisor. Supervisor looking like, who them? I'm like, yeah, I love working with them. You do? I was like, yeah, I do. I'm excited to be here because they're here. You are? Yeah. Oh, wow. And the supervisor, I had no idea. She went back to tell them, told them what I said. See, that was all a part of God's plan. And when she told all of them what I said, I went back to work the next day. They all bought me presents. And they all gave me a hug. They didn't have enough humility to literally say, I'm sorry, forgive me. But you could see it in their actions. We feel ashamed for what we've done to you. We feel ashamed for what we said to you. You love us. The reason why we did, they begin to confess, the reason why we did those things to you because you remind us on how much we need to change. And we have all these material things and that you don't even have. And yet you're happier than us. Because you have something that we don't And that is God See I walked around Having no silver and gold But having things far more Far more valuable than silver and gold Which actually opens up the door for the wealth For the silver and gold See some people go after the silver and gold first Then God then God's plan. God's plan won't work without this silver and gold. No, God's plan is. Come on. You seek him first and everything else will be added unto you. So now you have that. So now God has to be added unto you? But your relationship with God. How does that sound? Now God is tearing up. God, what are you doing? (laughs) You see, I'm so proud of my baby. (laughs) I'm so proud of my babies. He said, babies. More than me. I'm so happy to see this day. Even though I saw it before. But it's even more... Viable today because now in the natural you are walking in what you already done spiritually so it's actually the first time for you but not but in your natural it is and that makes the occasion very special unto me I thank God for the healing I don't know what happens from here, but I know one thing. I'm going to continue on following God. Because I didn't know this was going to happen days ago. I didn't know I was going to get up here this morning when I got up this morning. Because my plan was not to get on here. Because I spoke last night, as I said before. I'm not a person who talks too much, I talk when it's necessary. And Holy Spirit always tug at my heart when to do it. I don't go against anyone's message. I pray about it. Because I don't want to expose. See, when we expose people like that, it causes confrontation and it's not walking in love. And it's actually wrestling against flesh and blood. I put up some posts yesterday. And I was like... Where are they? I couldn't find my post. I posted up three things yesterday on Facebook. And I was like, where are they? I start scrolling down my page. I'm like, where's my post? I'm like, I know I just posted up three posts. Where are they? Where are my posts? I begin to look at people's page that I was just on. And I said, "Nope, I don't see no posts. Where are they? So I waited a while, probably like five, ten minutes. I said, where are the posts? I pray to God I didn't put these posts on someone else's page by accident. And I went back to the previous page. And I said, oh, my gosh they on this person's page Take it off Take it off And then my phone at the time was roaming It wasn't working fast enough to get it off It kept pausing and freezing on me I said no get off Get off Get off Get off, get off, get off, get off. <laughs> Take them off this person's page And when I deleted them I was like Woo But the whole day I kept going back to that page To make sure nothing was on there And I was like, God, they didn't see that, did they? Yes. Oh, my God. Jesus. Jesus. Did my mom, she tried to play with me one time because I don't know too much about Facebook. I just know I post and I know how to post and leave. All that extra tagging, All that I know how to tag But some things you do extra And I don't know all the extras I don't really care To know the extras right now But obviously I need to know about the extras So I can know Not to do things That I don't know I'm doing Because she She was playing with me Because I kept watching Videos on certain pages All the time And she was telling me You know they know Who watches Their You know they know Who all their views are And I was like, what? She was like, yeah. I was like, at the time I said, I watched one person's video, I think over 50 times in one day. And I was like, they know that? She was like, yeah. I was like, oh my God. They're going to think something's wrong with me. And then she was like, no, I'm just kidding. So you can't play like that. Because I was like, what? I was like, what? No. I was like, no, uh uh-uh, we ain't having that, hallelujah. But I just thank God that I removed those posts off that person's page. And I put them where they belong, which is my page. So just be careful how you do things and just recheck with things that you do. Hallelujah. I thank you all for your time this morning. I love you so much. And if there's anything you need to float up to, the, what God needs to float up to the surface and you know you need to work on, begin to allow God to work on that with you. Heal you from that. Float it to the surface. See, God's going to do things at His pace, which is your pace, due to your, your availability to be open unto God. Because I'm, I'm always open. I stay open unto God. So I can be right for you. Be effective for you. And when I say right, I don't mean with, with uh, not knowing that I've been made right through Christ. I mean the, due to the, let me get it out right, due to the decisions that I make. Because there are good ones and bad ones, right ones and wrong ones. And I want to continue to make the right decisions for you. Let me say it that way. And not even just for you, but myself. But when I laid down my life for you. There is no more self. Hallelujah. So I don't want you to hold things inside. Because it seems like we always see other people's faults and weaknesses and issues. But we don't look at ourselves. It's time to look at yourselves. And allow God to do the healing work within you. Because trust me. No matter how long you walk with God or how far you think you are with God and in God, there is something. And I don't have nothing else there. I thank God. And people who don't have anything there, it's a tree with branches that's growing all within you like veins. With fruit on it. Mines have oranges. And he's just showing me. Do you know how honoring it is to God for you to admit something like that? Anything in it, is, whatever your situation is. For you to admit it, yeah, I need to change this, God. Sometimes we as people always have a scripture for someone else when they're releasing their testimony as if you always remain strong that's a lie that's a lie so enjoy the healing process whatever God wants to float to the surface if there is something forgive and move forward hallelujah hallelujah I love you so much. And remember, greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I love you so much. Enjoy your day.